Welcome to Aging in Place Strategies and Answers with Linda Prio. Will it be possible to remain in my home as I age? Do I feel safe in my home? How do I figure out how much support I will need when my health needs start to change? What if I decide to move into a community instead? Which community will meet my needs now and in the future? Who will play a role in helping me with decision-making? Do you ask yourself these same questions? Aging in Place Strategies and Answers can help you gain practical knowledge that will help you create your own Aging in Place Roadmap. If you are already a care partner, a power of attorney, or in crisis mode with your Aging in Place strategy, you will learn what you need to know that you don't know. For over 20 years, I have been marketing Aging in Place services to clients and educating families and healthcare professionals in how to put aging in place strategies into place. When you utilize aging in place, you are allowed to choose where you want to live and make those decisions so that you can retain your quality of life. Welcome back to Aging in Place, Strategies and Answers, and I am Linda Prio, your host. Today, I am here with Dr. Beth, as she is known, and what I call her, but her name is Beth Templin, and she is a doctor of physical therapy, and she owns an amazing physical therapy gym and practice called HouseFit that is located in St. Louis, Missouri. HouseFit helps adults 55 plus maximize their independence and fitness so they can continue to enjoy a full and active life which allows them to live the retirement for which they have planned. Dr. Beth, as well as myself, are encouraging you to debunk the myths of aging and to defy your age. Forget what you've been told. You've been told that you're getting older. That's just the way old people feel. It's just the way you're going to feel, so just accept it. Give up, face the facts, that you will probably have to rely on others as you grow older. I am a big believer in Dr. Beth's concept of prevention and the cutting edge programs and equipment she has in her therapy gym. Beth also has a mobile team that can help start recovery at home. But here is some really great news. Physical therapy is covered under your health insurance, so there is absolutely no reason why you shouldn't consider being evaluated. Dr. Beth, say hello to my listeners. Good morning, and I'd love to wish everybody a happy new year. Thank you. Dr. Beth, how long have you been practicing physical therapy and what is your educational background? So I'll answer that, but I'm actually gonna go back to the start. So when I started my college career, I started off as a nursing major. I've always loved healthcare, always loved medically complex patients, uh, loved everything that I learned, but during my clinical experience, I pretty much passed out after I gave my first shot. (laughs) So um, I ultimately decided that nursing was probably not for me, 
But when I decided to switch my major to physical therapy, I always knew that I loved working with older adults, that I liked working with people that were medically complex and had a lot of medical needs because that's what drew me to nursing in the first place. So I never wanted to work with athletes or in sports or anything like that, which is the typical route most people seek when they go into physical therapy school. So I went to, uh, I finished my undergraduate degree. Uh, I went to Wash U uh, for my doctorate of physical therapy and I graduated in 2004. And of course I started working in the hospitals because that's what I knew and loved. Uh, after about two years, I found my way into home health and I did that for 11 years and I loved so much seeing my patients in their home one-on-one, -on -one. again, not just doing physical therapy, but helping to monitor and identify for some of those medical issues going on and complications and working very closely with physicians to you know, keep them healthy and keep them out of the hospital. Um, so that's really where my background is and where my love of geriatrics came from. You know, Beth and I were sitting here talking before we started recording, and I said, where do we know each other? How far does it go back? And she told me that she worked for the home health company that I used for my mother when she was living at home with me. And I confirmed what she already knew is that because of the home health uh, that my mother received, uh, she was able to really stay in my home for three years without admitting to the hospital. But every time there was a hiccup, either with balance or a slight fall or something that prevented her from functioning, I made a quick call to home health. So maybe that's why you understand how much I love home health for our patients and fell in love with what physical therapy really can do. Uh, Beth, how come HouseFit? What made you uh, come to this place in your life where this is what you wanted to create? Was there a specific instance or just uh, working with seniors in general? Yeah, so I had worked for the same home health company for 11 years and after they run out of coverage and so they didn't run out of a therapy need but they were no longer qualified for that benefit under Medicare Part A. So we would try to graduate them to an outpatient clinic, which is covered by Medicare Part B. And it almost never worked um, for so many reasons. So people would go to the clinic and they didn't like the busyness of the clinic or the clinicians didn't understand what they needed or there were two true transportation issues that they couldn't get there on a regular basis or they didn't want to go out in the rain or the snow or they were a caregiver for somebody who couldn't be left home alone. Um, and ultimately they had just gotten used to having somebody come to them and working with them in the home, which is oftentimes where people need the help the most um, and it's much more effective. So I kind of got a little burnt out and I realized I still had like two thirds of my career to go and I figured there just had to be a better way to serve the senior community because we often would see people, we'd have to discharge them from home health, then they would go downhill and then they would end up back on our caseload in three to six months. And then we were forced to discharge and it was just this vicious cycle. So I felt like these people kept falling through the gaps because they needed more services but couldn't really access them effectively. So I looked into, was it possible for me to provide Medicare Part B outpatient services in the home? And when I found out that it was, uh, that's how I started my practice. So I started just me, myself and I, going out to see people in their homes, billing under Medicare Part B um, and then I also had the opportunity, because I had a lot of free time when I first started my business, to volunteer. Uh, and I love working with folks who are living with Parkinson's. Um, so I got to get trained by the APDA, the yes. American Parkinson's Disease Association, to be an exercise instructor out in the community. And I also had the opportunity to get trained as a rock steady boxing coach. 
which is a non-contact boxing workout for folks living with Parkinson's. And so I did those two classes each week in addition to seeing people in their home. But the, then a funny thing happened is I found I loved so much teaching my fitness classes, which wasn't really my job role as a PT. Um, and, and more surprising was people would come up to me after class and say, Beth, where else do you coach? Where else do you teach? Your class is my favorite. It is the hardest. It is the most challenging. Um, at one of the senior communities I taught, we had people without Parkinson's sneaking into my Parkinson's class because they were heard it was the hardest class all week. Um, and people were sweating and they were getting stronger and they were huffing and puffing and they felt more steady on their feet. And that's when after a couple of months I was like, hmm, maybe I'm onto something that I didn't even know existed. Uh, maybe there's an opportunity for me to do even more than what I thought I started this business for. And so 18 months after starting my business, I got the physical location down in South County. We have a beautiful 5,000 square foot gym and half of it is dedicated to one-on-one -on -one therapy services and the other half is dedicated to teaching classes for seniors. All of our classes are taught by our physical therapy team, so it is kind of a medical fitness model. We're able to modify for aches and pains, for any balance issues or concerns. We can help coach through any medical issues um, or that people may be experiencing, and we're really able to help people be successful with fitness. So people who have tried to go to those big box gyms and have just felt like they don't feel understood, the classes are too hard, they don't like the machines or understand, they don't like the atmosphere, they feel intimidated being next to a 20-year-old in neon spandex. <laughs> and like they just, so just being able to create an environment that is specifically for seniors, that everybody in here has the same aches and pains, everybody's kind of at a similar stage in their life, it really has created a community um, and just such a welcoming place, and we absolutely love it. Well, that's all I hear from the people who you work with is that they absolutely love it and that they know that it is making a difference in their lives. Uh, Beth has no idea, because I just told her, but now she knows. But she doesn't know that I have just released a new podcast called New Year, New You, Defy Your Age. Everything that Dr. Beth and I believe in is that if you want to make simple changes to diet and exercise, and I emphasize the word want because it really has to come from you. We can share information and uh, give you all kinds of success stories, but it really starts with you. So if you want to make changes to diet and exercise, you can reap huge rewards. In fact, doctors are starting to prescribe exercise more because there are such great results with fewer side effects. However, physical therapists always see the results of their therapy and they know it works. Now, Beth and I have chatted about the top three things that we feel that you should know about physical therapy. Uh, Beth, what kinds of things do physical therapists help with? So I think the general idea is that you see a physical therapist after something, after a fall, after a knee replacement, after a back surgery. But that's just really missing the boat. We really try to focus on getting people in our doors as soon as possible. As soon as you notice that your endurance is going down. As soon as you're having strength issues like trouble getting up and down from the floor, up and down in the bathtub or up and down from a low chair or toilet. If you notice that you're feeling a little bit unsteady, you don't have to wait till you have that fall and break a hip. If you're just a little more cautious when you go out and about, we can help with all of those things. And so we try to get people at our doors as soon as possible. But the top uh, diagnoses or areas that we help with are balance and falls, 
arthritis, aches and pains, dizziness and vertigo, uh, osteoporosis, uh, anybody that's having chronic pain issues or a brand new injury. Uh, we see a lot of folks that have Parkinson's. I've still held on to that love of treating Parkinson's. And I would say about 40% of the folks that come in our doors every day have Parkinson's. Or we see a lot of people that are just starting to slow down in life. They're starting to lose their independence. Um, they're starting to be concerned about having to give up things they love to do, like the golfing, the gardening, the taking care of the pets, the traveling. And that's when we want to get people in and see them. So I think, again, the perception is after a surgery, after an injury, you know, after I sprain my ankle, then I go see the therapist. But we actually want to see people on a more proactive side. When you just start noticing that you're getting old or things aren't moving as well, that's when we want to see you. Yes, and so that is unique, being more preventative rather than reactive. Absolutely, right? absolutely. So what you told me that you're a geriatric specialist, and I really just don't even know what that means, but what is a geriatric specialist when it relates to therapy? And then what difference does that make to the therapy that you're going to receive? Absolutely. So just like physicians can specialize, they can specialize in neurology, cardiology, orthopedics. They have to go through additional training and sit through a second set of boards. The same thing that happens in physical therapy. You can be a cardiac specialist, a sports specialist, an orthopedic specialist, or a geriatric specialist, which is what I did. So I got certified back in 2010 um, after I'd been practicing for about six years. I went all in and got the certification. You have to renew it every 10 years, so I got recertified in 2020. Um, and so it's additional education, um, additional practice hours in that field, and then, of course, the like massive board exam that, to go ahead and pass. But what I really find is it makes a huge impact on how we approach your treatment, how we approach your complaints, your concerns, your issues. We pride ourselves on HouseFit on knowing what normal aging looks like compared to what we call accelerated aging. And accelerated, accelerated aging can happen due to inactivity, so just not exercising on a regular basis, due to illnesses, so any kind of the common medical issues that creep up on us as we age, or due to an injury or any kind of pain that limits your mobility. So that can be the arthritis pain, that can be a, a fall in an injury or a broken wrist, those types of things. And oftentimes when people find us, they've unfortunately been through the healthcare system so much and they told their doctor about the dizziness and they just said, here's some meclizine, take it three times a day. And they've been on it for three years when all they really needed to do was see a physical therapist to, to take care of that vertigo. We have people who are starting to fall and lose their balance and the doctors just give them a cane or give them a walker or take away the car keys and just say, you know what, you're getting older, that was bound to happen and they don't refer them to therapy. We have people with pain issues, especially arthritis pain in their knees or their shoulders, and they give them pain pills or injections or put them on the surgery schedule, and they don't recommend strengthening the muscles, rehabbing the joint, and getting stronger like they would somebody in their 30s or 40s. And the research out there shows that there is so much ageism in the healthcare profession that if you don't have additional training in normal aging, expectations, uh, outcomes, that you can really get horrible outcomes just based on the fact that you might be 75 instead of 45. The doctor is going to recommend different things. So again, going to a specialty clinic where everybody has additional uh, training and education on normal aging versus accelerated aging just makes a huge difference in your outcomes um, and in the results you're going to get. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's a lot of geriatric specialists or you think it's kind of 
Um, last time I checked, there were 30 in the entire state of Missouri, um, and I think maybe 12 in the St. Louis area, and most of them are in a um, hospital setting or a um, institu- like a educational setting. So there aren't very many of us out in practice, like out where people can come and see us and you know get get treatment from us or from our teams. Wonderful. Well, thanks for sharing that. And it just gives my listeners something else to think about when they're thinking about therapy. And it is important to find the right therapy community that you like and the right therapist. And remember that you're the patient. And so if you're not connecting with your therapist or you don't feel like um, like you had treatment by another one and you just felt like it was working better for you, it's okay to say, can I just work with that therapist instead at a clinic? Is that okay? Yeah, it is. it's always patient choice. So even if your doctor recommends you go to a certain clinic, um, we have a lot of our patients that say, no, I want to go to House Fit. You send me here, um, and they our patients advocate very hard for us <laughs> so that the doctors refer more people to us. Um, but really, it is your choice. So you can say, I heard about this place. I want to give it a try, and the, the physician should allow you to come to your preferred clinic. Thanks for that. I appreciate that, and I did want you all to hear that. It is really your choice. So why is it so important to prioritize exercise as you age? And Beth, I don't know if you know this, but a lot of people don't like to exercise. (laughs) I used to do some talks and I'd say, who likes to exercise? And nobody would raise their hand. So people really don't like it, but why should they prioritize it? Why should they make a change? So when I'm speaking to aging adults, you know, my, my love of people, my geriatrics, the number one reason to prioritize exercise is to stay active and independent. All the other things are bonuses, but nobody wants to become a burden. Nobody wants to become dependent on others. Um, I know when I envision my retirement, which is probably about 20 years away, I envision doing my hobbies and traveling and being active. I don't envision a life of doctor's appointments and procedures and pills and pain. And so really, if you want to be that, have that active, robust retirement that most of us work so hard for and we save for and we plan for and we daydream for, you have to exercise to keep from losing your independence. But there's a lot of other benefits as well. So regular exercise can help you lower and manage your blood pressure. We've actually helped some of our folks get off of their blood pressure medicine because we've helped them get healthy enough. It can reduce your risk of heart disease, so things like heart attacks or congestive heart failure. Um, It helps regulate blood sugar. Uh, So again, if you're pre-diabetic or already on oral meds, it can help you keep you from progressing to needing that insulin And again, we've helped some of our folks get off of their diabetic medications because we've helped them exercise and improve their A1Cs. Exercise helps you improve your sleep. So most aging adults either have trouble falling asleep or staying asleep, and exercising as little as 30 minutes a day helps you fall asleep faster and stay asleep longer. Exercise has been shown to improve mood, so things like depression and anxiety, which I think are so much more common these days. Um, Not that they're more common, they're just more well-recognized especially in the aging population um, and not dismissed as a normal part of aging. Um, Exercise helps you improve your memory. Yes, so many of us are just terrified of Alzheimer's and dementias and memory loss. And again, exercise, especially cardio, um, helps improve your brain health because you get when you get your heart pumping, when you get your heart rate up, that good blood flow goes all the way up to your brain and just keeps that brain tissue nice and healthy. Um, Exercise helps you manage your weight. And as you get more overweight, we tend to uh, gain weight around our bellies, and that predisposes us for high blood pressure and high cholesterol and all sorts of other things. Um, So it helps you maintain a healthy weight, 
which also helps you ar manage things ar like arthritis pain. So for every pound that you're overweight, you put an extra four pounds of pressure on your joints. So even if you're just 10 pounds overweight, you've got 40 extra pounds of pressure on those hips, knees, low back, ankles, and feet. So by dropping that weight down just a little bit, it can actually help manage a lot of your arthritis pain. Um, it helps you with pain control we just talked about. And exercise honestly saves you money. Um, so there was this beautiful study that they did in New Zealand and they paid people to go to a, a, a Tai Chi class 26 times a year. And it was a Tai Chi class that focused on balance. And just like in the US, they have a huge problem of spending lots of healthcare dollars on balance and falls and injuries related to falls. So for the, every dollar the government spent, they saved $9 on healthcare costs related to falls. And so by investing in your health, uh, you're not only gonna hopefully prevent those falls, you're hopefully gonna manage those medical issues and conditions a lot better, manage any kind of aches and pains that you have, and just overall live a healthier life. Yeah, lots of reasons why we need to rethink um, exercise and especially physical therapy. Linda, um, I mean, Beth, <laughs> HouseFit and your team offer adults 55 plus proactive strategies that can help them rehab after a fall or injury and when they need to rebuild their strength and balance. However, HouseFit is also focused on prevention. Can you share with our listeners who you're bringing in to the St. Louis area in February? Yes. So again, I am a geriatric physical therapist, so I feel like I know how to prescribe exercise for any health condition, for any mobility issue, for any ache and pain. But I know that's only half of the puzzle. The other half is nutrition. And people ask us about nutrition all the time. Beth, what do I eat for this? How do I, how do I lose weight? How do I build muscle? Um, and so this year I've taken, I became uh, vegan uh, and I've been reading so many plant-based books uh, by physicians that are just renowned in the area. Uh, and so we had the opportunity uh, to bring Dr. Michael Greger, who is a physician and a specialist in the field of nutrition, uh, focusing on how food impacts our health. Um, he wrote the book How Not to Die, which is a New York Times bestseller. He wrote, then wrote the book How Not to Diet, which talks about all the diet fads. Um, and he recently, just this past, in December, released the book How Not to Age, which I thought was so perfect for me and for my audience, um, and that he announced he was going on a book tour. So I threw my name in the hat to see if we could make St. Louis a stop, and he will be coming to the Sheldon Concert Hall on Tuesday, February 13th uh, from 6 to 8 p.m. He will be presenting on his book, How Not to Age, which discusses how nutrition can really help us prevent some of the most common things of aging and how we don't have to rely on pharmaceuticals and all these procedures and all these crazy other options that are out there um, to really focus on healthy aging. Uh, so excited that he's gonna be here. I can't wait to meet him in person. I've been following for the past year. Um, and it should be a really great presentation. So tickets are on sale now. You can go to stlhownottoage.eventbrite.com um, and buy your tickets. Uh, we hope to sell out. Yeah, I bought mine because I thought, I have nothing to lose. I have only something to gain. 
And uh, those are of us who have worked in the health field for a long time and worked with many patients know that there has to be a simpler way. Your body's really an incredible machine, but we have to do the right things to make that machine go. You don't put the wrong kind of gas in your engine uh, if you uh, have a vehicle that costs a lot of money. Well, Beth, this has been wonderful for our listeners today, and I just hope you can hear the excitement Beth has for what she does and who she works with, and myself as well, how much I believe in this process. And I know it works. I did this for my mother. She was able to stay in my home for three years. Uh, She would have physical therapy, and then her caregiver would also help her to walk and to remember to do her physical therapy exercises. But at the end of every podcast, because I know there are caregivers in our lives that are trying to manage their own life and help others uh, live their best life, I always like to offer a caregiver tip. So what would be your caregiver tip for today? In a nutshell, it's prioritize your health. Um, So caregivers are the backbone, and if something happens to the caregiver's health or to their mobility or they get an injury, that loved one that they've been caring for, it it could be a disaster as far as then there's nobody left to take care of them. So we've strived to create opportunities where we make that easy. So oftentimes we will be working with a couple and we'll either be seeing both partners for the physical therapy or we'll have one in therapy and then one over on the fitness side so that they feel like all the things are being taken care of. So we might be working with the husband who's has some back pain and some memory issues while the wife is going and getting her exercise as well so that she can stay strong and healthy to take care of her husband. In our home uh, sessions, we will often see, again, a spouse, uh, or couples, So we'll be working with the wife on physical therapy and we'll just be working with the husband on fitness. So I just, as much as we prioritize taking care of our loved one, if you don't take care of yourself, you're not gonna be there to take care of your loved one long-term. And that's what we find is the biggest risk factor for disrupting the desire of staying at home long-term is that when you can no longer physically manage that loved one, that's when we're looking at placement, that's when we're looking at not being able to stay at home. I think for most people that we work with, that's the goal. Keep the loved one at home as long as possible, um, healthy and safe. So you can't do that unless you prioritize your own health. Thank you for that. And thank you for listening today. And uh, thank you, Beth, for being with me. It's just been a delight to be with you Thanks. again. And just uh, I actually we're recording from her location. So it's so fun for me to see what she's created here. So thank you to your team and your therapist for taking care of the people who uh, need you most. Thank you for joining me today. Please remember that this podcast is intended as guidance and not advice. Share this podcast with friends and family who are currently in crisis mode or with people who would like to start developing their own roadmap for aging in place. Listeners, if you would like a deeper dive into a topic discussed during a podcast, please subscribe to Aging in Place Strategies and Answers where you will be able to access premium content. Or if you would like to suggest a topic for this podcast, please contact me at lynda.agingstrategies at gmail.com. As always, I value the time you spend with me.